Hey confidants, it's your girl Teresa. You're listening to You Can Tell Me Anything. Got a couple announcements before we get into the episode. Um, this is a great episode. I'm excited for you guys to hear it. Just want to let you guys know I am once again doing live comedy. Um, never stops. Uh, but if you want to come see me do shows, I'm at um, Mi Corazon in Los Angeles this Wednesday at 9 p.m. Um, Monday nights, I'm always at Public House Honeycomb Show. Although we will be taking uh, the last two weeks of December off. Uh, but you can check Honeycomb Comedy on Instagram if you want to see those lineups. We post those there, but that's every Monday, 10 p.m., totally free show. I'm always there. Come say hi. Free beer, free pizza if you like that sort of thing. Uh, or if you're allergic to tomato like me, you can order the fries. But those are not free. Um, what else? Oh, if you guys... Um, want to do me a favor, leave me a five-star review, and you, if you send me a screenshot of that, I will send you a confession, a private confession. I'll DM you, private confession, um, love to do those, they're always different, so it's not like I have them saved, I will just tell you something I've never told anyone. Got a lot of secrets, guys. You can also join the Super Confidant uh, newsletter, it's paypal.me slash you can tell me anything for $5.00. Before the 5th of the month, you'll be included on next month's newsletter. Um, and you can do that once, twice, whenever, 100 times, however many times you want. It's not like a Patreon where you have to do it every month. Um, and they're real fun. The newsletters are, uh, I write out these long letters. I include photos. I include videos. Um, I include stuff that uh, I don't tell my friends, truly. You guys get to hear a lot of secrets. Uh, because, you know, a lot of stuff happens in a month, and um, there's stuff that I don't share on social media, so I share it with you guys. And that's that's kind of doing it for the announcements <laughs> this week. I don't know why I'm in such a giggly mood, um, but uh, yeah, I'm excited for this episode. I talked to Biniam Bazuna, very funny comedian. We get into some serious stuff about the time in his life where he was depressed, and um, he handled his shit, guys. I mean, he just like went dealt with it and um it wasn't easy it it wasn't it wasn't a thing where it's like boom it's over but um I really like the story because you sort of see the process he goes through and all the stuff that happens and it's very interesting and um and he's doing great so without further ado enjoy this episode It's Teresa, your host. This is You Can Tell Me Anything, the podcast where comedians confess something they've never told anyone before. Um, I'm super excited today. I have a, a guest, a friend, uh, very funny. He has a, or he had a series on Comedy Central called How to Be Broke, and mm. he's doing a bunch of other stuff now, but we haven't finished catching up, so that's the last credit I know. Vinny <laughs> <laughs> and Bazuna, what's up? What up, y'all? <laughs> Um, we were catching up and then we were too into it and I was like, we have to record. It's already been three hours. We got to record now. Yeah, it's been three hours. <laughs> I was talking to someone about this, about how like before we had Google Maps or whatever on our phone to like know where to get to, uh-huh. someone would just have to like tell you like line by line, like oh, turn yeah. here, turn here and you'd write it down on a piece of paper or get MapQuest. And then if you made a wrong turn, it was just like, well, fuck, there's no, reca- there's no recalculating. Or, you know? <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. And then like, what if you got lost even before the map quest shit where you just had 
paper directions that someone read, wrote yeah. out, you would just be like, well, I guess I'm just going to drive home now. <laughs> you know? <laughs> well, like, I used to read maps. I don't think kids can read maps. No, now. I never had an actual like Thomas guide or. Oh, no. I mean, I had the um, AAA guides in our car and it was like for all the neighboring cities. Oh, and wow. even like, because I grew up in the Bay. So it's like, you know, Mountain View, Palo Alto, all that. But then also San Francisco in case you're going to the city. And so then you got to dig it up and like open it, like <laughs> open it in front of your face and like look at where you are. Or you'd have to do the <sighs> thing where I think I remember my dad doing this, like pulling over and then using mm. a phone to call the people to oh. be like, we got lost. We're halfway <sighs> there. We're here. What do we do now? And they would have to be like, oh, okay, well, you now people don't even know how to tell you where to get somewhere. Yeah. You know? They're just like, um, there's a McDonald's. Can yeah. you find that? It like, used to be that gas station attendants were like, these guides, oh, you the know, gurus, yeah. yeah, they used to know everything. They'd be like, okay, what exit are you looking for? You're going to want to go three exits, uh, make it left. And now they're just like, they're just bitch, you don't have a phone. Like, yeah. Um, <laughs> Why are you talking yeah. to me? In college, I used to um, call my mom from home. Like if I was, because I went to school in New York. So it's like, now I'm like, I've li- I lived there so long that I'm like, I know the streets like the back of my hand. But the first few months when I was there, it's a very overwhelming city. And there's plenty of people you can ask on the street. But what I would do if I got lost or if I like was somewhere and I didn't know where to go, because this is before smartphones. Yeah. I had a phone, but before so I would call my mom and be like, can you look up the directions? Because you could do oh, it on the internet. Google yeah. Maps existed, but not on your phone. And I'd be like, I'm at Canal Street and I'm trying to go here. Can you, are you by a computer? Can mm-hmm. you look it up and tell me where to go? And then I'd write it down and go, which is like, I thought that was pretty advanced yeah. to be have that access and now i'm like that is an insane thing to do if someone called me today and said hey i'm standing on this corner can you look up direction i'd be like no well you know what i would do there was this like short time between when i had a laptop like one of those white macbooks oh yeah but i didn't have a smartphone so i remember pulling over to a starbucks so i could look up to see Okay, cool. And then I would like not go off the page oh so that I could have it up and just have a laptop open next to me in the passenger seat. That's so funny. Yeah. I mean, that's such a specific thing that I feel like our generation has that like nobody's just going to know. Like that's just yeah. going to disappear with us. But it's such a specific thing. I'm sure if you ask everyone who is like in the range of our age, they'll remember something like that. Uh, they're going to have dope directions in the future. I can't wait for like, everyone talks about having like the contact lenses where you can, you know, like stuff appears on them, oh. like those kind of things. But even if, even in that, even if that's like, 50 years let's just say they have like the next version of the google glass that people accept there will just be (laughs) augmented reality directions where it'll just be like an arrow and it'll just be like you know and you don't even have to hold anything and And, and it'll like give you even more information you didn't think you needed it'll be like saw on your to-do list you need to get shoelaces yeah yeah Um, there's actually a sale on this shoelace store right here totally you have 15 minutes you're ahead of schedule and then you can click on like uh fun facts and i'll be like someone was murdered on this corner two weeks ago (laughs) like your ex is around the corner do you want to take another route (laughs) you've been going this way for yeah and it has like gps on them because their phone is connected to the whole thing oh my god that sounds Uh, like a nightmare actually it does it's too much information it's too much um well speaking of information vinium um i like to start with a good confession just to okay. be on a positive note because yeah. not all confessions are bad and for people to get to know you. Yeah, so... Is there something good you want to I don't often t- uh, tip at those places where it's table-side service because they want you okay. to tip before you've even got like your service. Side. Oh, like counters? Counters, yeah. Oh, okay. The ones where it like, uh, say, I don't know, Chipotle or... Gotcha. There's even ones that are more like... 
like um a burger lounge yeah or like, like panera bread gotcha. it's like that yeah these places where that you go up there mm-hmm. you order and then they want you to tip and i'm like what am i tipping for <laughs> i haven't even seen your service yet yeah so it, it's so weird. The only times I tip at those places is when someone hot is behind me and I don't want them to think that I don't tip. This is your good confession. I mean, it's supposed to be good. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought it was a confession. I, see. I thought you were about to be like, I tip. Um, no, no, well, so, okay. Then, so, or, if, or if someone's behind me and I'm like, ah, oh, they're going to think black people oh. don't tip. I don't want to <laughs> stereotype, blah, blah, blah. So I'll tip 20. Um, but, no, that's a totally fine confession and relatable. Um, but, but I do feel I need to let you know that it was meant to be a good confession, just so you know that. Oh. No, the first yeah. part, because there's, you know, the main confession, but then also the icebreaker is just like a good confession, because sometimes people say really heavy things, and we like to start on a good note. Wait, wait. So good confession as like, uh, like give me an example. Like a humble brag, like I had, I crushed this set, or I tipped this person. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a humble brag? Uh, no, I tipped. I mean, truly, like there are people who will be like, I gave a sandwich to a homeless guy today, or... Um, but uh, but you know what? I'm actually not gonna make you redo it because I like that. I like the honesty. Yeah. Unless you want to say it. No, yeah. I just kind of don't really understand that. Like Why especially that's there. especially when there's places that don't give service. At like, cause I'm like, okay, if you're if you work here and it's not like a place that functions on tips, then are yeah. you getting paid? a living wage and it's not like yeah. right if you're a waitress i totally get it because you get paid like four dollars an hour or something crazy yeah and you live on the tips but panera bread you know, i think that they get they get paid less at counter services i don't think they're getting paid enough for it's well i think it depends on the state california waiters laws i think count on tips right you get paid like two or three dollars an hour but that's so like that you can make it up in tips but that's i thought that that's at like the places like <laughs> i don't know sugarfish or something where it's like uh, they they come to your table and it's like do you want this extra stuff yeah you know like that kind of yeah am i just a bad person for not you're not a bad person i think that it was just so i, I think i my energy was weird because I was expecting you to, to be like, and then this. And you mentioned only because you it, used to work in the service industry. I did that. No, and, only and because I, it was a, <laughs> only because I, you didn't hear me say the good confession part. So then I just got confused. Um, um, no, I did hear that, but I was just like, fuck it. I want to say oh, this. Yeah. Uh, but I actually think. Let me see. Um, do I have a good thing? Um, well, something that you like did that you didn't get credit for that you're like, because it's like sometimes you just do good things and you're like, I just did this. But you're like. You know what? Now it's a chance to brag about it. You know, I don't think I've ever done anything good. <laughs> I actually think the honesty is the good of what you just confessed. Okay. Because so many people like to say, like, I always tip. And I'm like, do you? And, oh, today I went and got a coffee and I watched the guy at the counter. Mm-hmm. Because you know how they have those electronic screens now? Yeah. And it'll be like, no tip, $1, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And so that screen was still up when I got to the counter mm-hmm. from the last customer mm-hmm. who had left. Mm-hmm. And I saw him turn it around because I saw that it was like $18. And he was mm-hmm. like, oh, let me clear it. And he, I saw it turn it around. And then I saw the total $20. So I was like, he added a tip. And the guy wasn't. Oh, yeah. the guy who the guy worked at the counter. there. I know because it. it said 18 something. And then Shit, um, that's like he turned fraud. it around and said total charge 20. And then I was like, I'm not tipping this guy. <laughs> so then I didn't tip him. Also, my coffee was $5. So Solidarity. Like, yeah, that's the other thing. You should if, be paying me. If like, like I just paid $12 for a smoothie, I'm like, you just, you, there was no service here. It's like you it's not like I'm at a table. You made the smoothie. I appreciate <laughs> it. Like, yeah, I got a tip on top of my $12 smoothie. They shouldn't. I do think the tip culture in America needs to change. It's not going to, cause it's not urgent. There's so many other pressing matters. Yeah, yeah. 
I can't imagine one person making that their MO because if they do, we'll, we'll all be like, shut up, go home. Yeah. yeah but I yeah. do think it's on the list of like top 100 things. Like it's maybe like 98. Like No, this is my entire I think it MO. Should change. I'm voting for the candidate <laughs> who says that you're going to take away tipping because these service industry people are getting away with murder. What if that was my. Right. <laughs> well, no, it's not even the service people. It's I know. That I'm, they're getting, I'm joking, they're yeah. getting the short end. I know. I know. I know. But it's not. No, no, I know you. I know what you mean. But I feel like it sucks. Everybody loses. The uh, customers are mad at the service people because they have mm-hmm. to tip. Service people are mad at the customers because they have to but like act a certain way. I have no problem tipping at like a place a that restaurant. is like they sat down and they came and walked over and they had to remember what I got and da da Like, yeah. Yeah. But if we're going to tip at Starbucks, I might as well be tipping at Burger King, right? Like, what's the difference? Yeah. Like, why, why oh, is it? Why? I thought about that. It's like this because this place is like more like classy. Class yeah, it's definitely a classy. That's thing. fucking weird to me. Because then I go to like a Mexican, I go to like Cactus, Taqueria. Yeah. They're not asking for a tip. Yeah. You know, all these like places that are ethnic food places, like even there's some yeah, like Chinese and Thai it. places. They don't even have a place for you to tip. You <sighs> you just have, especially if you get uh like carry out. Oh, they don't expect it. Yeah. Yeah. But like you go any even for carry out at like an american like classy place they're like yeah but you should you know like there's they flip it around to you and you in order for you to not tip you have to like click say no tip yeah no tip or yeah. other zero you know yeah i'll sometimes i'll round up for takeout like if it's almost 20 dollars, i'll do a 20 but i tend to not do the full 20 percent for takeout and look you guys if i'm gonna get canceled cancel me i've worked in the industry <laughs> canceled <laughs> Teresa lee doesn't tip 20 percent on takeout because wow. i do i do tend to tip pretty well when i eat at restaurants only because of having worked in service and then i'm always like whatever if i can do it i'll do it oh man and the this... off chance like because it's usually like the difference because i'm not a baller the difference between Wait, you're, you're not a baller <laughs> i'm so sorry guys um if i'm losing oh, you man. here two headlines here two doesn't tip 20 percent on takeout and also Teresa league claims she is not a baller well <laughs> my point is because i'm not a baller the difference between 10 15 and 20 percent is usually like two or three dollars for me that like that's how little i'm spending on meals is yeah, what yeah, i mean yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. if i was like balling out like that could be a big difference right yeah. but i'm not and so it's more the mindset of like I part of me wants to save money. Mm-hmm. So when I think of percentage, I'm like, what's the lowest I can tip? But then I'm like, if I add 50 more cents, they're getting a 20% tip. And I know what it's like to be a server and they're always calculating the percentage because they want to be like, did I get the 20? Yeah, we have and fully so, lost everyone with this. Oh, sorry. Anyways, so now that we've uh, had a very <laughs> thrilling <laughs> conversation about tips, look, I'm a multifaceted woman with a lot of life experience. So. It's true. You know, I appreciate it. Um, um, but you know, so this podcast is sort of loosely inspired by therapy. Um, yeah. so, like sort of like just the idea of like getting things off your chest and confessing things. I know you have a joke about, um, dep- antidepressants. Mm-hmm. Do you go to therapy yourself? Like what's your experience with that? I don't, I've only gone to therapy three times, Okay. but, um, let me see. It's like twice in 2015. Once. Was it specifically for a thing or were you like, I'm going to try it and I don't like it? Um, yeah, it was like. I was going, I was depressed Mm -hmm. and wanted to, and and I didn't even know if I would, I was willing to admit that's what it was, but I was like, something's off, Sure. you know, and I was trying all these different things. I was like, let me do transcendental meditation. Let me do a juice cleanse. Let me, I I never committed to it hard enough to really see. I like paid the money and took the class, but Uh I've never done it, but I, a lot of people who I like and are 
uh or like to do it really um rave about it yeah yeah i mean and my friends who do it rave about it but it's like 20 minutes <laughs> twice a day you get a mantra you just they like, give you a mantra right that's the one. funny part to me because mm-hmm. i'm like how do we know they're not giving everyone the same mantra? I think they give, there's only like 12 of them or something. Oh. <laughs> it's like based on your name or something. There might be more okay. than 12, but there's like a set number. Gotcha. You know, because I've heard of people having the same one before. Aren't you not supposed to tell people? Yeah, but there, my friend found out that his was the same as someone else's <laughs> because someone was like, they wrote about doing transcendental mm. meditation in a book. That's and funny. then they said what their mantra was in the book. And he was like, oh shit, that's mine. Ha! So he was like, wow. it still works and I believe in it. But like the whole idea of like, don't tell anyone your mantra sure. is like just, it, it, he thinks it could be any word or any sound. Sure. It it's could be a like symbol. It could be like poo poo, poo poo, you know, <laughs> and as long as you're connected. You give yeah. it meaning. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this actually like, I don't know if I'm supposed to start getting into like how my story is, but like oh, this yeah. actually if it ties in. Yeah. That's totally fine. This totally ties in and it'll, it'll lead us to it. So, okay, cool. so yeah, like 2015 ish early. Yeah. I was like just in a kind of mental funk where it was all of the signs of like, uh, you know, losing interest in things you mm. once loved isolating. You don't feel like hanging out cause it feels like. Uh, you feel like something's off about you in terms of your, like your brain's not working well enough and you can't be as like yourself and funny and quick, you know, it's brain fog. Maybe you could call it that. So you don't want to hang out with people because you think they're going to notice that something's off and you're like, Mm. I need to be better or something. I had some sort of feelings like that. And then everything felt like such a chore. Like even responding to like texts felt like a whole like, yeah, to psych myself up for the day. Like someone's like, "Do you want to go to this thing on Friday?" And then you would just overthink it. Like, well, I don't want to go, but I don't want them to think I'm a bad friend. And uh, you know, so you're like, I'll just think of, <laughs> I'll just cancel on Thursday, yeah. so it's more believable. And then you're like yes. planning to cancel yes. a plan. Yes, all that kind of shit. Yeah, um, everything feels like mental labor. So I was like, something's off. I wouldn't call it depression because as you've heard in that joke, like I was like, <laughs> I didn't know I could have depression because uh-huh. I've never seen a black guy in an antidepressant commercial. And <laughs> that's just, that's kind of like a bigger thing of yeah. like, my parents never said that was a possibility. Did you ever, did your parents ever talk about mental no, health? No, and I, I had a joke about that too, about how um, my mom believes in ghosts, but refuses to believe in depression. Oh, but I think yeah. it is a cultural thing for sure. Like yeah. Asian culture doesn't look at mental health in the same way that Western culture does. Not necessarily like Western culture is great about it. We Mm. haven't solved it. The pharmaceutical industry sucks. But at least I think as a whole, we're more willing to talk about it here than in Asia. Like they just kind of think it's... Also, I think the depression rate is so high there that when they say it's normal, what they mean is it is kind of normal. It's not... It could be not normal, but like... Like they don't realize it could be different because they're like, everybody has what you're talking about. We all go through this suicidal thoughts. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, maybe we should not. Maybe our society <laughs> is set up for us to yeah. like, mm-hmm. like maybe something's wrong if that's what everyone feels, you yeah. know? Yeah, and it's like, so embedded. That's the thing. It's not just the mental health. It's embedded into like the life. I don't know if that makes sense, but like um, there's something called Lienkao in Taiwan, which is like, uh, I guess it translates to like, t- like ex- entrance exams. Mm. And they're embedded in the culture, like before middle school, before high school. You have to take entrance exams and then based on your ranking, like in the whole country, Mm -hmm. that's where you go to school. Mm. And people used to make jokes about like all the suicides that happen around entrance exams. And it's just like in the culture. It's not just like you're sad because of breakups. It's like literally at this age in your life, you will hit a point where a lot of your friends are depressed and some of them will die. And that's the joke. But it's also 
the truth. True. And you're like, fuck, that's well, not good. There's this thing my mom would talk to me about, like when I would, I was going through this mental health stuff and I would be like, um, I think it's, you know, I think it, maybe it's depression or something. And she's like, I was like, D- what, what's your relationship to that? And she's yeah. like, well, in Ethiopia, it's, it was hard growing up to like even identify if you had a mental health thing, like if you had depression, yeah. because in being able to be diagnosed with a mental illness is a luxury mm. because if you're even getting to the point of thinking something's wrong with my brain, that means your other needs are met. Sure. Cause uh, like yeah. if, if you don't have running water and yeah. it's like, fucking a straw house that's falling apart then you're like the reason i'm sad is because of these surroundings but then yeah if everything is met like you're in western society and mm-hmm. it's like i got air conditioning and i got a tesla and i'm still <laughs> sad then you're like oh yeah the, you know so she was saying we never had the opportunity we were too busy trying to like provide for yeah, my you're thinking of the next day like yeah exactly and also just healthcare is a luxury yeah yeah As, even in america it mm-hmm. is like um just to get a diagnosis, go to a doctor, you know, Mm -hmm. that's, and then if you don't have access or, um, you can't afford the medication, it's like, what's the point of a diagnosis? So you can walk around knowing that you're not getting the help you need. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. And I mean, my dad said some things like he was like the, there was no such thing as like mental illness when he was growing up. Like it was just every diagnosis was possessed by a demon. That was. Oh my God. <laughs> that, he That's said, so like, funny. if anyone was acting weird, like, Demon. yeah, whether it was like they're isolating themselves from friends and family and they're being like sad or they're like seeing things, it's like, oh, demon, 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 yeah. no matter. The, you, know. you know what's funny about that? Okay, so there, I've talked about this on the pod before, but there is a um, sh- Korean drama that I is on Netflix that I watched a while ago called Oh My Ghost where it's like a, whatever, it's a Korean drama. So the point isn't mental illness, but there's a story plot point where she's basically a girl who can see ghosts and gets possessed by ghosts and starts acting weird. And Mm -hmm. in in Korean culture, people do believe in ghosts. So half the people, there's people in it who believe in ghosts and there's people who just think she's being weird. Yeah. But the plot point that made me like go, oh, this is a sign of the culture is she goes to a doctor because her friend makes her go because he's like, you're acting weird. And the doctor diagnoses her with, he says, bipolar disorder. Like, it's like a weird thing where like they've caught up to the point where they know what that is. And yeah. they're like, great, we'll use that as a story point. But then in the in the reality of this show, she's literally possessed by a ghost. Oh. So it's, it's so weird. Yeah, because it's like everyone in the world is like, she's exhibiting bipolar disorder. Yep, exactly. Also, ghosts. Exactly. Both are true. Yeah, yeah, like, they're yeah. not. It's yeah. not how it works. It's like kind of that's stigmatizing yeah, like bipolar disorder. Yeah. It's like, oh, if you get possessed by that's that's if you are, if someone says you have bipolar disorder, you're probably di- like possessed by a ghost. Yeah. Like, it's like conflating them. It's yeah. totally <laughs> like weirdly confusing. But I do kind of think um a lot of those like ancient beliefs about ghosts and demons mm-hmm. like these uh, illnesses did exist so mm-hmm. it, in a way it is they're just naming it differently but it's totally. because we now have lore around demons it is really funny to think like yeah. th- that they're ghosts <laughs> but truly i mean if that's the definition for them and that's the definition for us like they might just be names for the same thing and then the next step is to figure out how to fix it and address it so I it's mean, like yeah I don't know. <laughs> it's so funny to just imagine that like the person who has 
such a common mental illness thing like OCD where they're just like, I just can't stop thinking about the fact that my <laughs> oven might be on. They're like, oh, you're definitely possessed you by ghost. a demon. <laughs> <laughs> like it's like not connected at all. It's like, uh, once I started going to therapy, yeah. my ghost left. I guess my ghost doesn't like therapy. <laughs> I, yeah, you know, like my ghost really needed to resolve some problems yeah. I had with my dad, mm-hmm. you know? Yep. And now that those are done, my ghost left. Yeah, my uh, ghost really wanted me to learn boundaries. And then he was like, great, my unfinished business is done. I'm out of here. Uh, there's this funny conversation I had with my dad when I finally realized what I was going through is depression. And uh-huh. This was after going through, like, I tried a bunch of things before I would accept it. I was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to leave my job. I'm going to like, okay, I'm living, maybe I need to move on the east side. That's where my friends yeah. live. Okay. Um, I need to run every day. Were you working day. in like a comedy job or? I was working at this place, Maker Studios. Okay. It so it's like, industry. It's a, yeah. You, I you was were like a, doing the thing you wanted to do ish or on the path. Was, I was a manager of comedy YouTubers. You know, it <laughs> okay. was a administrative ish. Gotcha. I I got to, you know, there was some creative parts to it, but it wasn't it, you know, it wasn't what yeah. I wanted to be doing. And I was like, it was at the time when I was getting like starting to get auditions and stuff. And I was mm-hmm. like, I need to just go full force. That's why I don't feel right. Um, and try doing like juice cleanse, all these things. Cause I was like, it's, I can solve this. And then I finally accepted like, ah, oh, fuck, I think this is depression. And I talked to my dad about it and was like, Hey, um, so depression, it runs in families and stuff. Yeah. And like, have you ever had these kind of thoughts or have you felt depressed and he's like honestly no and I was like <laughs> you've never felt like apathy or just didn't like have any investment in what was going to happen and he was like well when I was 20 and I was in my sophomore year at uh, the state college in Addis Ababa I uh, my first semester I got great grades but then the second semester I stopped attending classes and I would just walk the streets of Addis. And if you asked me at that time if I cared if I lived or died, I would have tell you honestly no. And I'm like, <laughs> motherfucker, that's. But I've never been depressed. Yeah. It's like. End of story. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, that's depression. He's like, well, when I think about it, yeah, maybe that's. Wow. Yeah. And he like had not connected that he had been depressed. Wow. Yeah. Well, um, when did they move here? They were, it was 1980. And okay. he was like, and you were born here. Yeah, I was born here. He was like already thirty something when he moved here. Yeah, um, um, yeah. That's so interesting. I mean, you. It seems like you have such like um, self awareness that like I feel like a lot of people don't like you, the fact that you're feeling this way and didn't grow up with access to like the language and you're you felt different. You're like, I'm gonna figure this out and research it. And we're like even taking the step to ask your family to be like, I heard it's genetic. Like that yeah. is so like, it's so proactive and so admirable. Like I feel like so many people who do grow up with parents who are like supportive of mental illnesses mm-hmm. and like go to therapy, don't even have that language and yeah, proactiveness. I think, I think it's cause at a certain point you just want to feel better and you yeah. like, uh, yeah. you're like, are you a very like task oriented person? Like you, um, you like, you're like a problem solver. Sometimes I think, yeah, I think I, I think I have a, if, if there's something I want to do, I generally will formulate the best steps on how to do it. Whether I actually go through with it, yeah. who knows. Do but, you get anxiety? Um, I don't, I don't know. I think I have before when I was in the throes of depression, I remember mm-hmm. not even having the language to call it anxiety, but like uh, getting intense kind of like 
fears of something you had done in the past and how mm. like someone like oh man that person probably hates me now because that kind of thing oh yeah you That's, another joke you have about walking away oh yeah like <laughs> not to say all your jokes on the oh i mean the pod, i mean these are already on comedy central <laughs> so it's okay um <laughs> But, but yeah, well, I only ask that because it's like, I feel like anxiety is yeah. so common in comedians, but hearing the way you talk about how you're like, okay, I need a, I don't feel good and I need to feel better. I'm like, it sounds like someone who like, it's, it's like almost like, uh, it's like, I don't know what the opposite of anxiety is, but it's like you have depression without the anxiety. So you're like, I ha I need to fix this. Whereas when they're together, sometimes you get so paralyzed where you're like, I can't do anything about this. Well, you, it did take me a long time. So I think there was anxiety in there because it wasn't like this overnight, like I feel bad. It's been a week. It's like, you know, months and months and months. And uh -huh. I was, I, before I actually got like got on antidepressants, I'd been feeling this way for over a year and oh, wow. just kept on thinking like, I was so scared to get on them because I was like, what if I need them now for the rest of my life and I yeah. can't get off them? Or what if I start taking them and I get better, but the re but I'm also like running a lot and the reason yeah. I'm getting better, I don't know that it's because of Which them. Is, yeah. And th then I will feel like, you know, that like does I, sound like anxiety. Okay. Yeah, I take it back. You had yeah. anxiety. <laughs> Those are, there's definitely like so much fear around like, and then label it like needing something. Uh -huh. I was so scared of being like, oh, I'm going to have to like need this thing. And then I was scared about being open about it because I thought yeah. people would see me as like weak or something like, oh, he's like, you know, you, 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 I don't know where these stigmas come from, but we all have felt it before. But like just the idea that someone would think you're, uh, damaged goods. Sure. And there's also, I think, um, the, there's a lot of pressure on men too to be like, like handle their shit. Like, mm. don't go to the doctors. Don't mm -hmm. like, like if you're sad, just tough it out. So I feel like yeah. there's that extra layer of like the masculinity of it. Oh, for sure, for sure. Which I, yeah, I mean, um, that's, that's what I've heard. I, I think what really helped me honestly was hearing Kid Cudi talk about it really openly. Oh, like, nice. yeah. and then he like canceled his tour and went uh, to the uh, hospital for. Yeah. And like wrote this like kind of statement that was like, I need to take care of my mental health. I'm going in a really bad place with my depression. And I had never heard anyone black mm -hmm. talk about that. And I didn't even know that like hearing someone that looked like me talk about it would make me like be like, oh, maybe I have it and that's OK yeah. to have it because this person I admire and have like love since I was like 18 yeah. is, you know, being open about it. And he, I don't see him as any weaker, you know? That's awesome. I mean, that is literally why it is so important to have representation. Yeah. And that's like a direct, um, uh, what's it called? Benefit that like you were just talking about. Yeah. I saw the recently, um, do you follow Wale on Twitter? Yeah. He mm -hmm. like tweets a lot about stuff like that. And yeah, I'm like, yeah. I, I really like, cause he'll tweet about like very specific therapy stuff, but still in his voice. Uh -huh, uh -huh. And it just like, it, like, he'll talk about like, like boundaries and things that I'm like, okay, you're like, this is like from <laughs> therapy. It's not just like, I'm depressed. It's like, you know, you got to exercise healthy boundaries. <laughs> I'm uh -huh. like, I love this. That he's, he's just like, he's very out vulnerable. There. On yeah. There. And he'll say things like, there's one thing he said where he was like, yo, I need a job. Do you remember that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know if I saw that one, but I know he talks about anxiety too. And he'll yeah. describe like, just like almost like the way comedians describe anxiety uh -huh. and and you don't see that side so much for musicians because that's it's like musicians have to have like their music persona right and that's how we mostly get to know them mm -hmm. through their music and their lyrics but then yeah. they have this other side obviously and it's like i would say that the uh 
there's a young wave now yeah. of people who are super open about their mental health stuff. Like mm-hmm. of like these, I don't know if you fuck with any of these. The like, SoundCloud? Yeah, like yeah. Juice World and yeah. the guy who got shot, XXXTentacion, oh, yeah. whatever. They were, their whole thing was, I'm depressed, I'm emo, um, at least this guy XXX, like I, I've been through shit, my mental health. And he would, he would tweet about that. He would, they would, it would just be like, you know, they would tweet things and people would be like, yeah, that's why they would like, like them because of the vulnerability. Yeah, because they relate. Um, It'd be like, I feel like everything is black, you know? And, and you're would be like, like, oh yeah, that's depression. That's man. fucking me, bro. It's like the poet. Well, a lot of the, I feel like the SoundCloud uh, musicians also are influenced by like the emo punk movement. Like, 100%. The, like it's like, People in on SoundCloud who are making like more tr- like hip hop, rap music, but they grew up listening to like Fall Out Boy mm-hmm. and like Panic at the Disco, mm-hmm. and so that's what we have now. Is mm-hmm. like it's still it's not like they're moving into punk genre, but they're mm-hmm. influenced by that. I would say the content is very yeah. that, and then sometimes the vocals a little bit, like yeah, a little um, bit nasally kind of, or like talk. Screaming. I need you. To da, na, 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 na. I'm specifically thinking this oh, Juice yes. World song that's so like. Uh, I feel like I love and I hate you this summer. Da, da, da. And that was like a number one song on like the yeah. hip hop rap charts. And it's like so emo. Like if you look, look at the lyrics, it could be. Uh, like wasn't a, there one? I can't remember it now, but wasn't there one that was just like, I want to die or something? Like there that? was this one song by Lil um, or you're not Uzi alone. where it was like, all my friends are dead. <laughs> Push me to the edge. <laughs> yeah. All my friends are dead. Yeah. But there was another, like, there was that. And then there was another one that I think was just like, you're, like kind of straight up a depression anthem, but like hip- I can't remember oh, right now. Was, was it, it like the two one years with Logic ago? where it was Maybe. like uh, well, I feel like I want to die right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. That thing, and it has like the number for the yes, no- yeah. yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. wow. Also, Big Sean had a um, album. It was okay, but I just like that he talks. To, the last one he did, um, he talks a lot about like spirituality and like getting lavender and like self care. Mm-hmm. But it's like all is still in Big Sean's voice. Yeah, and then so, like Kanye's the yeah. biggest example of just like being like i have bipolar disorder da, 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 like rapping about to change trying to change the stigma so it's like yeah i think like over the past four or five years it is totally like people even make jokes about now about how like it's a trend to be <laughs> depressed you know oh like like that's the hottest shit on the on the <laughs> internet now is for people to be like oh i have depression and everyone to be like yeah me too and like like you saw that uh-huh. that zach fox song where it's like Cause I got depression. That thing. Did you see it? <laughs> yeah. Well, I didn't. I don't know if I saw that, but I know what you mean because there's this idea of like being depressed for the attention. Yeah, and he was making fun of that in yeah. that song, and that song's oh. super popular. But a lot of people who listen to it and like it don't Actually even have it. Oh. Well, yeah. Well, they don't even uh-huh. get that he's like making fun of the idea of like uh-huh. saying you're depressed to get clout. They're just like <laughs> me too. You know. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah. I mean, in a way, if you need attention you do need something. So something's going on. Right. I guess. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, well, sense. I know we, you oh, did yeah. that. We're um, going into your story, but Biniam, is there anything you'd like to tell me? Yeah. Okay. Um, so around the end of that year in uh-huh. uh, 20, that the, the way that you asked that though, by the way, is like so funny because really? it makes me feel like it kind of stopped like, the conversation. Oh, no, no, no. It's like, you're a cop and it's like, oh. <laughs> I have like some terrible thing to confess. Like I already know the truth here, but is there anything you want to tell me oh. before I have to arrest you? For oh the no, murder that's you the opposite of what I'm going for. Oh gosh. Okay. Any, well, there... I've got to reconsider my whole identity. Wow. Is there anything you want to tell me? On. 
I don't know. What do you know? Um, <laughs> I, did, I, wasn't, I wasn't there that night. I wasn't there. <laughs> uh, who did you kill? Where are the bodies? Please uh, tell me. I, I, I don't know. I have to get a lawyer. Um, so, uh, yeah, I was saying like 2015, I was mm-hmm. like depressed that year. Didn't know why. Couldn't really figure out like where is this what this is why am i feeling this way um and beginning of 2016 i was just like it was like career stuff was going you know from the Mm -hmm. outside it looked fine or good but i didn't care about any of it and Uh i was very like i should i'm supposed to like this right and i don't care about any of this stuff and um i just felt miserable and Mm -hmm my friend who lived in Iowa, she knew what I was going through and she was someone that I've known for like years and years and we Mm -hmm. visit each other and stuff. And she's like one of my best friends. And she was like, it sounds like you're like having a terrible time in LA. Mm -hmm. Like, why don't you come and live with me for the summer and, you know, just see, you know, like if you get better, if like you want to leave there forever. And I was like, yeah, that sounds great. And she was like, you can work at my nonprofit and make like Ooh. videos for us. And I was like, hell yeah, let's fucking do it. And what a good friend. Yeah, she's dope. Um, and I and I like leapt at that because I was just in such a bad like. And then on top of that, like I had I had made some like video that had gone uh, like viral. This like it was like a thing I did for Fusion. I don't okay. know. And and the response to it was so weird to me because it was like. I just, I felt very uncomfortable with the stuff I was putting into the world. And I was like, gotcha. I need to take a step back from this, okay. you know? And, uh, so. Well, that's also like always a, a sign or like a, a red flag is like how, even if you don't know if you're depressed, how quickly anyone offering any way out, <laughs> like how quickly you're like, yes. Like yeah. it could be like, do you want to go to France tomorrow? Yes. Like, it's just like, yeah. if you're that quick to want to get out of where yeah, you are. Like, yeah. It's usually a sign that like, hmm, something's going on. Here. I mean, I tried all these other things like move to the East side, quit my job, mm-hmm. like da, 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 and none of it made a difference. And I was still kind so of, so you even already moved within LA. To, yeah. To, yeah. Because, okay. Um, and none of it was making a difference. And I was like, maybe I'm not, and I was going and doing stand up, but it was just going through the motions. Yeah. You know, it was just like, let me just do this thing that I know works. And like, let me just get through it. You yeah, know, sure. where you're it's just like trying to, you're just trying to like survive. Yeah. Like, let me just not look dumb. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah. And it just felt terrible. And so I was like, yes, I'm, I'm going to come to Iowa. So this is around like February or so of 2016. I pack up everything into my car. Oh, the I got to tell. Summer of February? The, no. no. Oh, did I say the summer? The spring. <laughs> you said, the spring. You're like, come for the summer. <laughs> uh, it was like, I don't think I left until like, actually, the you're nice right. Summer month of February. I didn't, I didn't leave until like April-ish, I think. <laughs> no, it doesn't matter. It just I know. Because I'm like, that's dead winter, bitch. But <laughs> wait, should I tell you a quick summary of it before I get into this whole story? It's up to you. I mean, No, I mean, whatever. Tell me the information you, you want to tell me. Okay. okay then I'm yeah. just going to keep going with yeah. that. So um, I, you know, I'm living on the east side with a bunch of comedian type people in an okay, yes. apartment. And just kind of out of the Always blue. Always great for your mental health. Yeah. <laughs> out of the blue. Oh, it was a terrible place. It was like the type of place where we're like right next to the 101. And so if you walk outside, it's just like you hear cars. Uh-huh. And then uh, I just tell them out of the blue one day, I'm like, yo, so uh, I'm going to move to Iowa. <laughs> and they're like, what? And I'm like, yeah, I'm just like 
this shit kind of sucks for me right now and I just I just need a break I don't know maybe I'll come back maybe I won't I don't even know wow. and they're like shit man well all right good luck you know yeah like to, don't don't quit man like you can't give <sighs> up and I'm like yeah I don't know I just need to like I need to change right now and they're like just very like forlorn like sad eyes kind of like yeah hey man well good luck you know uh, stay in touch you know <laughs> yeah, yeah man and so pack everything into my uh my car um I start driving oh wow you're driving there yeah okay um I'm because I'm taking my car yeah that yeah. makes sense how so, where I feel like how far is that like days it's like a it's days, two right? day drive okay. yeah um pack everything into my car i get about a hundred and ten miles away maybe 90 miles away from la okay. and my car starts smoking oh no yeah and it's like it smells and i'm like oh shit what the <gasps> fuck and it's like a 2005 rav4 it had never had problems before i'd got it checked out right before i left uh-huh. you know to make sure the sure. drive would be good and i'm like fuck and i pull over and i call you know Geico roadside assistance type shit and uh this guy comes his name's Hank okay he's got a mustache glasses kind of a burly 50 year old man um some type of Hispanic and he's like hey man he's super nice he's like yo bro uh you know uh I I could take you it's saying on here that it should take you to the Toyota dealership but do you have like a bunch of money and I'm like no (laughs) and he's like well okay let me take you to my friend's spot and it's uh it's here in Hesperia these guys are great. They will do it for cheap and they'll be able to fix it. I bet it's like just a gasket or something. And I'm like, okay, cool. Um, so instead of going to the Toyota dealership, we uh-huh. go to this like little like auto body sure. shop in this town called Hesperia. Um, Sounds like a CW show. Yeah. Yeah. Hesperia. <laughs> uh, and it's, it's been a, off of euphoria. Yeah. And it's like a town where there's like, I don't even know how to describe it other than it's very like, uh, there's Latino people and black people, uh-huh. not too many white people that I saw. Um, a lot of like, you know, one so like of a, in the desert area, desert cities, mm, yeah, probably more so like, than LA. Uh, like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, so these guys take my car. They're like, all right, we'll let you know in the morning. Um, and the guy, Hank yeah. takes me to this hotel and he's like, I, uh, I got a deal at this hotel. Just mention my name. They'll give you $30 a night. Ooh. Um, but, uh, just, you're not going to want to go outside like of your room during the night. Oh my God. There's a lot of shit going on out here. So like, yeah. Wow. And I was like, <laughs> okay. So then I get in it's this. It's like a movie. Yeah. You're like an indie film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I get in this bed and oh I'm just like laying there and I literally, I can hear like fights and shit what? happening outside the door and people be like, hey, you won't give me that money. You know, it's like, it must be like drug prostitution shit. I didn't even inquire, you know, <laughs> it, I just, it just sounded like there was commotion and okay. shit. And I'm laying there and I've like just given up on my dream of being a stand up or whatever I was going to be. I'm going back and it feels I've told my because I'm in this depressive state. I'm like, I've given up, you know, and all the and my car is broken down. And it just feels like such a terrible, (laughs) horrible place, you know. And then so the next morning I get a call from the guy Hank and he's like, I talked to my buddies at the auto shop. They said it's a blown engine, man. (gasps) Um they said they could fix it for maybe like four thousand dollars oh my god and i'm like what i don't have four thousand dollars and he's like but uh my other friend (laughs) this guy (laughs) he's running a racket (laughs) my other friend he's got one that he operates out of his own garage oh my god and uh 
I could uh, I could tow you over to his to his. Is house. he charging you for this? Tow? No, okay. he's not. He's not and charging you, me. He originally threw AAA that you. It got? was it was through Geico or something. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah, that he came, um, and uh, <sighs> he was like, "Yeah, uh, I'll I'll tow you over there, and he'll be able to tell you, you know, if he's able to fix it." So he took it over. Then the guys like, "I can fix it for." Nineteen hundred dollars, and I'm like, okay, I could do that. That's uh-huh. this car is worth more. Is, than- is all your stuff still in your car? Because you couldn't like move it into yeah. your hotel. All the stuff's in the car. Um, this is so stressful. So we towed over there, and the guy's like, "All right, uh, I found a place in L.A. that'll be able to fix it." Uh, or I found a place in L.A. that has an engine. So what I'm gonna need you to do is uh, drive, go with me tomorrow morning to L.A. We'll buy the engine. We'll come back. I'll fix it. You'll be ready to go. So I'm like, okay. Oh I go God. back. I spend another night in this hotel. Another, you know. What if he just like paid people to act like they're fighting to scare you? He's just like, all right, guys. Yeah. Showtime. We're going to run Everybody's this just racket. staying in this hotel. <laughs> yeah. There was like more fucking at nighttime. <laughs> it's like same shit happened. There's like. Hey, man, yeah. There's people ye- yelling, talking, lots of commotion. I'm just like, I don't know what's going on. Um, so next morning he calls me and he's like, all right, we're going to drive down to LA, but before we go down there, um, I'm going to need my tires to be rotated. Um, you know, His just, tire. oh yeah. Okay. He's like, cause you know, I'm driving you and I'm not going to like charge you any money. It'll cost like $70 or something. And I'm like, it does not cost $70 to rotate I, tires. I, I was like, okay. Oh, no. I don't even remember how much it, it was, okay, whatever yeah, yeah, the yeah. normal price But he's price just trying was. to like, yeah. yeah. So, you a little bit. Yeah. So then I'm like, fine, whatever. So we go there to this place where they're going to do that. And he gets a call and he goes off to the corner. He's like, what? No. What are you talking about? Ah, you know, just like, <laughs> oh, no. like what? And then he, he comes back over to me and he's like, man, they sold the engine. They don't have it anymore. I'm like, okay, what's that mean? He's like, well, I don't know, man. I mean, like, I can't really fix it without the engine. So then he's like, I'll take you back to your car. Oh my God. So he drives. But did you already pay for his tire rotation? Mm, I think so. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, sus, I, I totally. Very sus. Oh yeah, you'll see where the story's oh, going. Okay. <laughs> so then, uh, so then I get back to his uh, house, and my car is just uh, outside of it. You know, uh, it's just, and and I'm in my car, and he's like, "So what do you want to do, man? Uh, you want to?" I call, and I'm calling my parents and my brothers, and I'm like, "What should I do? Like, do yeah. I tow my car back to LA?" And they're like. Oh, and I call the tow place and they're like, oh, it's about a hundred miles back to LA. So that's like going to be crazy expensive, you know, and that wouldn't be worth it. And then I'm like, and then, uh, what, oh, I forgot to mention this. The guys from the original auto shop were like, Uh Hey, it's a, it's a blown engine, but we'll buy it off you for a thousand. And I was like, no, I don't want to sell this. Like I'm going to get it fixed. And then, so then Mm. after this other guy (laughs) says the engine's gone and whatever, He's like, he, I call Hank, the guy who hooked uh-huh. me up with everyone. And I'm like, uh, yo, so he told me that he can't get the engine. Uh, what do I, what should I do? And he's like, I don't know what to tell you, man. I mean, like I could call those original guys and I'm sure they still want to buy it. So then they come uh-huh. and then there's also like the dude who was going to fix it. And they both are like, I'll buy it for, you know, 900 and the other guys like the the guy the original auto body shop guys are like, "We'll do 1100." And it feels like such a loss cuz this is like I've had this car, yeah. you know, and it's like my mom's old car and I'm like, I don't know what else to do. Oh, so no. 
I sold it <gasps> for like eleven hundred. Oh my god! Because I just had no other. I was the like, engine or the whole car? The whole car. Yeah. Wait, were they? I mean, you might get to this, but are they running a racket where they pretend that it's broken so they can get it for cheaper? We'll see. Story's not over. Okay. Oh my gosh. So then, uh, very sus. I have sold it. This is like. And Did you this think is, this at all, though? I was like, may, like, I was like, maybe, but what other? Like, I don't know what else to do. You know, what did you do with all your stuff? It was still in the car. Well, no, we took. I took it all out of the car, and then they just took the. They took the. the so you're just standing car. on the street with a bunch of stuff. I'm in front of this dude's house. I didn't mention the name of the guy who was gonna uh, fix the engine. His name is Hector. Okay. So this guy Hector, it, all... It, all my shit is just like on his lawn. And so all these guys are just there, and you're. And they yeah. all kind of know each other. Okay. Yeah. Hank is there. Hector is there who owns this house. And then I don't remember the names of the guys who own the auto body place. Uh, it but turns out they're all brothers. They're like all that. there. Yeah. Okay. And they, uh, so they, I agree. Okay. I'm like, okay, $1,100. Oh. And I see the guy, the auto body shop guys are like smiling and <gasps> like oh, no. shaking hands. Oh, and no. like, yeah, we got it. You know? And then I empty all the stuff out of the car. They drive <gasps> off without it. And oh, I'm no. like, so like in top of like, I'm already like in a, bad depression you're already depressed you're like, i'm like what fuck i have lost my mom's car and like i think these guys are hustling me when i d-. so then this guy hector is like hey man uh i guess like you you want to drive ride back to la oh my god <laughs> like yeah i guess so i load <gasps> everything into his car and uh he is like uh yeah, just give me like $50. I'll drive you back. <gasps> no. <Yeah. laughs> oh my god. <laughs> uh but I I can't remember if it was like it was just the money from the tire rotation or I think that's what but it was. He like was like hus- yeah. he was like you he's already paid me things. for that, yeah. so I'll drive you back. So I'm like, "Okay." Uh and <sighs> so he stops at a oh, uh, no. at a gas station and he gets a couple like small Johnny Walker like oh, like just shot things and as we're driving he's like taking these shots and he like offers it to me he's like you want some i'm like i'm good man and i'm just like i guess i need to get back so i'm not like hey don't drink while driving i'm just like uh hope you don't crash and we get back to la safely was he swerving um no he was fine he was he was good at drunk or tipsy driving whatever he was and uh he's like all right man good luck and i'm like thanks and then where I, did he take you? He like took home? me back to apartment. this apartment we were talking about. Oh so then I like get back and knock on the door and they're like, you're back. Oh. And I'm like, yeah, you know, the car broke down. It's been like two days. They thought I was oh like, God. God. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> and I'm like, yeah, the car broke down and I was trying to get it fixed. And they're like, God, that's terrible. <laughs> did you ever at any point in these two days, like, cry or feel like crying? no i never yeah. cried okay i have a problem with crying okay. it's hard for me to cry yeah, yeah um so you're just like all right this is what's ha- okay i'm just right, like just fuck. It was well kind of it's like mood. well oh yeah because when you're really depressed it's not like you're sad at least for me it's just like lack of feeling so sure, it's, it's yeah. not like you're numb yeah it's numbness so i the i couldn't even get emotional i felt like shitty like Oh, I'm so stupid. Why did I? Oh man, it reinforces my, you know? your beliefs about yourself. Yes, yes. Your but, negative thoughts. But it, it reinforced like it was like, oh man, this is because of my depression. My brain's mm. not working, and I'm not able to yeah. make good decisions. And 
whatever. Uh, so that that's, that's what it reinforced. So anyway, I get back okay. and with tail between my legs. They're uh-huh. like, what the fuck are you doing back? And I have to explain and oh it's embarrassing as hell. And everyone's like laughing. I'm like, yeah, it's fucking, yeah. You know, and I get it. It's funny, you know? Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's cra- hilarious. It's crazy. It's, it's like, hilarious. how do you, yeah, they're glad you're okay. And then they're like, now we laugh at you. Yes. <laughs> so then <laughs> uh, I bought a ticket to just fly oh my to God. Indiana. And... I don't even, I think I just gave some stuff away and then just like packed everything I could into bags. And then, uh, I fly back to Indiana <gasps> by a different car, drive to buy Iowa. Buy a different car in Indiana? Yeah. Yeah. Buy oh a different car God. in Indiana for really cheap. Like yeah, sure. I get it at an auction just for like have, yeah. less than 2000, um, fly, uh, or drive to Iowa mm-hmm. and I'm in Iowa just living with this girl and doing the working for her nonprofit. And then I also start knocking on doors for, this is like 2016 for, no. <laughs> for summer. Oh yeah. I did become, a, uh, you know, Jehovah's, Jehovah's no. <laughs> uh, I was knocking on doors for like Hillary's campaign. Okay. There's some like, well, it wasn't straight up Hillary's campaign. It was a progressive, uh, political action committee that wanted sort of the democratic her. candidate to win. Gotcha. So you would knock on doors and be like, are you planning on voting? And then if they say yes, you'd be like, who are you planning on voting for? Mm. And they'd be like, uh, uh, and, you, and then if they say a Democrat, then you would be like, we'll send you a voting reminder on this day. And you try is that was my, sure. another one of my jobs that I did there. Were you, um, uh, when you had, so now you're living in Iowa. Um, did your mood change at all? Or are you still depressed this whole time? I was depressed for the first like three weeks, four weeks or so. And I was like, okay, so I now I've moved across the country and I still feel the same. I think I need to get on antidepressants. Uh-huh. So You know I, what's wild? Yeah. Uh, sorry, I just want to say this before yeah. um, we get further, but you know what's wild about the crazy car story is that yeah. like you can think you're at rock bottom and depressed <laughs> and then life is like, you think you're at rock bottom. Yeah. I'm going to give you more shit. And then you're like, Oh yeah, I can go further. Yeah, there's there. Yeah, yeah. Because you're already like, oh, like you're, I can't go on, and you're like, you're, yeah. okay, well, I don't want this either. Like, can I just have the same sadness? Yeah. Why does it have <laughs> does to it be worse? lower? Like, there's a, there's a hole beneath this hole. Yeah. What the fuck? There's a trap door in this hole. Uh, yeah. So, and then I so I went to the doctor, got an antidepressant, uh-huh. and I was. It took me like a month again like 30 days but then I, I was like went to a doctor yeah and okay. I was like oh shit like I'm making jokes again and I feel funny and I'm like mm-hmm. being I feel like myself and then I decided to come back to LA <laughs> and uh, how long were you in Iowa for I was there from April until August okay um so like and four you were doing months. comedy there too I started doing it at a oh, certain nice. point where I just did like some open mics and I was like kids like, still I'm got so it so good compared yeah. to all yeah. these chumps no. <laughs> <laughs> I was like these jokes still work I can uh-huh. still you know I just do, I just did old jokes and it, it was fine and uh, so I drive back to on my way to LA and on the way my dad calls me and he's like hey uh, when you sold that car <gasps> did you um, take the license plate off because if you didn't oh. If someone's driving it and they get like a ticket or something, then it could come back to you. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll. So he's like, so on your way back, you should talk to them and see if you can get that. Did you give them the title and everything of the car? Yeah. Yeah. I gave him everything. So uh, I was like, okay, I'll do that. So I drive. I go the same exact route. I go through Hesperia (laughs) again. And I call Hank and I'm like, Uh Hey Hank, remember me? I'm that black guy whose Toyota RAV4 broke down and then (laughs) you couldn't get it fixed and the engine, whatever. Do you know if those guys from the auto body shop still have the car? Cause, um, I wanted to see if I could get the license plate back and he was like, Hey man, 
I'm not even going to lie to you. Like uh, no, they no. sold it the next day. It was a really easy fix. They didn't. They didn't know. Like they oh, had to take no. apart the whole engine and like find this one part. But it was just a really thing. It was about a hundred dollar fix, and they flipped it the next day. And I was like, I am never telling my dad this because oh, he will be God. so pissed. <laughs> so if I would have just gone Fuck. to the Toyota dealership oh. from the beginning. None of this would have happened, but this guy was like, hey, you know, that's going to be too expensive. You should do it here. And I just was a naive and believed Yeah, of course. It. He's yeah. hustling you, but he's taking advantage and that's, yeah, yeah. on him, yeah. Um, so I still to this day don't entirely know. Did he say how much he sold know. it for? He didn't sell it. Those they guys sold it. it. But, but he like knew they were going to sell Like I'm sure he knew what was happening. So the way he said it and maybe this, he was like, they they thought the engine they didn't know what was wrong with it but sus, they took it all apart sus. and found it and i'm like because yeah. they wouldn't want to buy it if they're like it's so broken we can't exactly fix it. Yeah. right so i feel like they knew and i feel like he got a kickback because he sure, told, of course you know so that's that was the thing i've never told my family wow. about yeah that's wild what a crazy story yeah it was it was uh so i was like well Thanks for telling me, Hank. Uh, okay, bye. And he's like, hey, but I know a guy if you want to bring your car. <laughs> but if you want to come through and get dinner, man, you know, like, and I'm like, nah, he didn't say that. And then that. you roll through and he's like now like wearing a fur coat, like <laughs> he's, gold he's, watch. He's, he's balling like, off the sale of my 2005 <laughs> yeah. RAV4, the kickback like he got from it. Champagne. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, that's what happened. And it's a pretty embarrassing story to like let yourself get that hustled you know yeah. but i am a very like trusting like believe the best in everyone glass half sure. full like yeah they're probably honest and that's probably good and you know and that's a good quality to have yeah. that's the thing whenever people like run into hustlers or like uh, you know liars and stuff it's like the initial feeling is like oh i'm never gonna trust anyone again but actually it's like you being trusting is a good quality yeah it's still good to like now learn the signs and be aware but like them being hustlers is a bad quality not you being trusting is a bad quality i mean i don't blame them i think sure, sure, that i was an they... easy mark and <laughs> i could have used i could have like paid to get it towed to the toyota dealership but after i had been told by two people mm. that the engine was blown i was like oh, i'm gonna pay another like 200 dollars to get it towed to just get told the same thing i didn't i believe yeah that, and you, you kind of trusted him i'm sure mm -hmm. he did subtle things to get you to trust him like was very familiar with very you familiar he like kissed that. me on the mouth you yeah, know? yeah yeah just like know. things to make him <laughs> made love under the moonlight <laughs> yeah. you know <laughs> hank is a very gentle lover you know <laughs> but that's the thing like um uh, i've read about there's a book called the gift of fear which talks about how like people kind of you you probably felt some suspicions but then like very quickly they overrode them by like yeah. being overly friendly and you're like oh i don't want to be mistrusting yeah but they do yeah. those things like they will use like we statements or they'll be like oh i shouldn't be telling you this but my friend will do that like totally make yeah you feel like you're getting yeah. a deal yeah. And, yeah great salesman yeah yeah <laughs> um yeah so so but then you made it back I made it, yeah, and, and I made thriving. it back. Uh, and yeah. you stayed on the antidepressants. And I, yeah, well, for like, it's funny. I came back to LA, and then uh, I was on this thing in Iowa called IA Link, which is like their version of Medi-Cal, like okay. whatever healthcare for poor people. And I was able to get antidepressants there, like Zoloft, for like something really cheap, like seven dollars a prescription or six, oh, wow, cool, you cool. know, really cheap. So then when I came to LA, I was like, okay, I'll just switch and get on oh, Medi-Cal. <laughs> and but Medi-Cal was like so hard mm. to get antidepressants on. They were like, actually this is a controlled substance and mm. we don't want people selling it. And I'm like, 
I think I do a joke about this because it's about how oh, stupid yes. it is that they think people are going to like deal antidepressants. <laughs> like, like, that's it, but so that's, funny. that's why they said like, I couldn't get them. So I was like, okay, I guess I'll just go cold Turkey. So <gasps> I just like stopped oh, taking God. them and it was fine. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. That's good. Some people go, some I, people like, have withdrawals. And yeah. It, yeah. It, was, it was very not smart to do that, I guess. But I like, I just had uh you know, when you wake up in the morning and, uh, if you get up too fast, you'll have like kind of a rush of blood to the head type thing. Mm -hmm. I had that happen maybe once a day where oh it would gosh. just be like a little kind of like lightheadedness for a second. But that when was like, of it? that was like once a day for a week. Okay. And, and then you're fine. And then I was fine. Yeah. Oh, and then you, you, uh, felt good. So yeah. the move was what you needed. Yeah. I think like the way I look at antidepressants is like, it, so imagine that, uh, when you're mentally well and good, it's like, you are on level ground you're above ground mm -hmm. you're 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 at equilibrium but there's a well right next to you and when you start to get depressed you're on the edge of that well and yeah. you could like fall in sure um and when you're very depressed it's like you're down in there the bottom, and, and yeah. there's no thing you can grab onto to climb up there's no grips there's no anything and the antidepressants are like a ladder to get you back up to the top of mm. that well and then you you're up there and you're good. But in order to stay up there, you gotta know what you're you need. Like yeah. like you have to know like okay, I know like I need sleep, I need exercise, I need uh, to be social and whatever. These like just you know your little checklist of things yeah. in order to not fall back into the well. That's a really nice metaphor. Yeah, yeah, it, it, I like that a lot because I think physicalizing um, like these mental feelings is really helpful because it's, I mean, it is just like, you know, mental health is health, but it's funny. We add, we feel like it's like, it's another category of mm -hmm. like going to the doctors because there's a separate set of doctors you go to. Yeah. But it's the same thing, right? It's, it's, it is physical. It's in your body and it's chemical and it's physical, but it feels like it's like invisible almost. Right. So I feel like sometimes making these physical analogies like helps because then you're like, Oh, I, I get it now. It's like, yeah, yeah. It, that's, it's, it's totally just a, a way to make it make sense. I guess because it's such a weird like there's no way to really comprehend it you yeah know? so you uh the things that you needed were just like you just needed to shake it up and get out of there or like or did you ever kind of like oh, look deep and be like yeah. this is what so when I was, I was in, not getting that I wasn't addressing I went back to Iowa and was very much like what was the reason I was get achieving what I thought that I wanted and when I did it it didn't make me happy you yeah know? and I was like oh it was like the classic things of I was trying to attain notoriety or mm -hmm. respect from other people or fame or whatever you mm -hmm. call it and somehow along the line I had gone that had become the thing I was going for and didn't even realize like like I came to LA being like I want to inspire and like uh -huh. I want to like just, you know, but, it, but along the lines, I don't know, I get, you get tied up in the metrics and, sure, yeah. you know, and I just, I think that, yeah, it was like all tied up in ego. And when I went back to, um, Iowa and like, really like I journaled a lot and all that kind of stuff, I was like, Oh, let me reset my purpose. And like, mm -hmm. why I even want to do this? Do I even want to do this? I applied mm -hmm. for grad school too. And got wow, in. you did all of the things. Yeah. I was like, like my parents were so Very happy. productive for a depressed person. Honestly. I mean, it was like, you know, I was like, oh, there's no way I'm going to get in. And, you know, type it. Well, I'm just doing this because my mom said I had to. And uh, 
I did it and I got in and then they offered me like a Hell fellowship. Yeah. So it'd oh my be like God, free. My parents were like, this is so great. <laughs> now you're not going to be a comedian anymore. You're going to go to grad school and be like, <laughs> they're, they're like, <laughs> they're so happy. Throwing you a party. They're like... so happy. They're like, I'm so happy you were depressed. I mean, this is like the greatest <laughs> thing that's ever happened. And then I like call them to tell them like, hey, so I'm uh, actually going to go back to oh LA. And they're like, why would you go back there? The place that made you sad and made you broke. <laughs> why would you do this? You could you have a free you can you can always go back there after you go to That's your so masters funny. and i'm like i gotta do what i they're gotta like do. trying to get yeah. you depressed again yeah. like okay and, and they're <laughs> like they're like so disappointed they're like ah, okay ben if that's what you want to do <laughs> you can do that but you know really some people are built to do this kind of thing and some people aren't you know mm, always so, love a yeah. supportive parent <laughs> <laughs> they want to protect you you know of course yeah and they're I supportive and nice but they were yeah. just trying to like they showed it in a different see, way yeah they're trying to like, say whatever yeah. they could say to get me to like do something that would be cause less suffering for me that's yeah. what they they don't want me to suffer sure. you know and they think like this is a job in which so few people attain success that the chances of me suffering yeah. are high. Yeah. So, which is true. They're not wrong, but yeah. it is like if you've already decided to do it, it's like, don't you think I know that? Yeah. Like, but I, yeah, I understand that for and sure. And then they look at like all the other things of like, you lost the car and then now you're buying another one to so just so you can drive back to there. You already tried it. Why are you trying again? <laughs> like, and I got it. I'm like, yeah, it doesn't make a lot of logical sense, but like, this is what I feel like I want to do. And I, I like, when I reset the, my purpose of why I was doing mm. it, it was, I even thought back to Kid Cudi because I was like, this is a dude mm. that when I heard him when I was like 18, 19 in uh, high school, college, I identified so much with what he was saying. He was, mm -hmm. he was, he would say these things that you'd never hear like black dudes say of like, I am happy. That's mm -hmm. just the saddest lie. And like things that were like really open about just either being a little sad emo kid or like mm -hmm. feeling emotional or whatever. And I love that that made me feel less alone. And I was like, if I can just make stuff that makes people feel less alone, yeah. then I am walking within my purpose and I try, I'm not always like sticking to it, but I try to write from a place of just like vulnerability and everything I make to be just like sharing the thing that I don't say to anyone else. But if I do, other people might be like, oh shit, I yeah. thought I was the only one. And yeah. And that helps me not get lost in like ego type stuff. Cause I'm like, if I'm doing that, then I'm good. You know? Yeah, that's awesome. That's really beautiful. Thanks. Well, yeah. I'm happy you shared that journey with me and our listeners. Yeah. Um, I want to play a quick game to end. Oh, let's yeah? do it. Yeah, how do you feel about that? Okay. Let's do it. So it's actually um, kind of inspired by um, your antidepressant jokes. Love it. Because um, I just love the idea of like, well, I do think like in your joke, you talk about how like, you know, the ads are very white and I agree with that. And there's uh -huh. very much like one specific picture they paint. Um, so I kind of looked at some old um, ads for antidepressants oh, and like <laughs> drugs marketed for, you know, mental health. Yeah. And it's very simple. I mean, you can probably guess most of them are pretty fucked up, but um, I'm just going to read like a slogan with a blank in it and you have to try okay. to guess what the blank Do was. Do any of them have like people kayaking? They're always doing some like, action <laughs> sports. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of, um, well, a lot of the video ones are fun, but um, just because it's a podcast, I kind of uh, went yeah, vintage yeah. like print ads okay. that have slogans. So okay. I'll, uh, so the game is called Depression is a blank. So I'll read like a slogan that has something blanked out. You okay. have to fill, fill it in and then I'll tell you what it is. Dope, dope. Okay, cool. All right. This one was an ad for Cerax, which was a antidepressant. The slogan says, you can't set her free, but you can blank. 
her free is how the mm-hmm. you can't set her free, but you can make her forget about her real problems. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Pretty good, but you can help her feel less anxious, and it's just marketed towards women. Um, the thing that I discovered, oh, I got make her right. Yeah, I was that was like a joke, and I was like, oh shit, it's right. Yeah. <laughs> the thing about me trying to find uh, ads for this game <laughs> is that most of antidepressant and anxiety medication ads are marketed towards women. Wow. Yeah. Well, and like they've changed now maybe, but like all these vintage ones, it's almost like men never got depressed. Well, what's <laughs> funny is like, so if you go to like the borders at, uh, like the mall, uh-huh. at like, like the Grove, it's not called self help anymore. <sighs> it's called like, it's something else that's like more active. And I was like, this Some has to shit. be, no. <laughs> well, it's something like, because I think that, men are less likely to buy something that's like, I don't need help. Yeah, they self don't help. Want the word no, help. It's no. called like, it's called like, maybe like self-improvement Improve. or like, not even that. It's like something Rock that's more. cock. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's something like, uh, you are a god. Uh, but it's no. something that is like a flip on it. That's I can't remember so what it is exactly. Funny. And I was like, oh, they had to change this yeah. because men can't stand like, the idea help. of like, oh, I'm not, like, I don't need help. That's so funny. Yeah. Um, so a lot of these are for women. Okay. Now she can blank again. Um, smile? No. Live? It's, uh, now she can cook breakfast again. What the hell? Ad <laughs> for more 19. <laughs> That's crazy. How old is that? <laughs> it's a picture. <laughs> a picture. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, this is like old. Okay, this yeah. is black and yeah, white. These are all, yeah, these are like old, old-timey ones. Now she can cook breakfast again is hilarious. And you know what's fucked up about that ad is it's not for her. Like the fact that it's in third person, this is like husbands. Are you mad that your wife is sad and also not cooking you eggs in the morning and crying all the time? Mm -hmm. Well, you know, really get on that shit. You want your bacon and also like tears are annoying. (laughs) I also think it's a subtle kind of like we can say now she can cook breakfast again. But what it's really saying is now she can fuck you again. Now she can suck your dick again. Like this is the this is the uh, way we can get at that without saying that. Now she can do the things that she used to that do she, again. Yeah. Well, um, let me see if I can read some of this copy because I thought it was funny. Um, it says, uh, "Oh no, this is, eh, whatever. It's mostly drug stuff." Okay. This next one. Oh, there was one I didn't put in there, but there was another one that said, "Now she can cope," and um, it's and then in the subtitle it says, "Daytime sedative for everyday situational stress." And that one's so on the nose that I didn't use it, but Date I just times. think it's interesting that it's like, please sedate your wife. She's too stressed. Oh my God. <laughs> Cause it's, it's also a not sedative. It's not an antidepressant. Even. Yeah. That's it's the other thing. A lot of these are the old versions. <laughs> it's just to like for. make her like less like, like, like she just sits quietly. It literally says, let me see. Um, the daytime sedative for, I'm going to grab a tissue. Real oh, quick. go for it. Daytime sedative for everyday situational stress. And then it says, uh, where does this one say? Oh no, this was a different one. There was one that said something about like, does she come, does she overreact all the time? Oh. I think it was a different one, but it's just like, <laughs> you got to sedate your bitch. bitch. God. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. There's, here's two more. When she, Blank. Oh, this is the overreacts. Okay. So, oh, fuck. I gave the answer away. I'm sorry. Well, does she overreact I, all the time? I'm truly, ding, 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 ding. I got yeah, it. <laughs> when she overreacts <laughs> to any situation is the slogan. 
you know what? That this one's is a loose, crazy. Uh, that podcast, one, yeah. But, and I gave that away. But yeah, that one is really crazy. And it's a picture of a, let me get the big version of this. Um, How do you give that to your wife? Are you like, look, bitch, you be overreacting. I take this shit so you don't be so extra. It's truly <laughs> the fact that they're all third, per, like when she, so this one, okay. This Amy Poehler drawing is so funny. Is this from oh, Baby it's, Mama? It's uh, that oh the picture in our uh, room. It's um, it's Christine's by roommates, and it was given to her by um, someone who drew it. Yeah, I feel like Amy it's Poehler a bit wouldn't like it. I don't think so. But it is great. But I like Amy Poehler. So yeah, she's there. Amy Anyways. Poehler would be like, "This what you think I look like?" <laughs> <laughs> when she over hilarious. Um, yeah, oh, this is that when she overreacts. Sedation without sedative gaze. So you know when you want her to still look hot. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want her to like be drooling. Yeah. It, the the situation they have is when she overreacts <laughs> to a moth. It's like she's too loud and being scared of shit. <laughs> yeah, maybe she has needs that you're not attending to. Like okay. She's always like, come home and take care of the kids, or like yeah. spend time with your son. Connect and I'm like, to me emotionally. Bitch, you're overreacting. <laughs> Chill. <laughs> This is the final one. Is she just blank or is it social anxiety disorder? Um, is she just shy? Yeah. Did you know this? Uh, just That's what it seemed like. Social anxiety disorder. Okay. Yeah. I guess that makes sense. She just, doesn't talk at parties. It just says, yeah. Is she just shy or is it social anxiety disorder? And it's an ad for Zoloft. Wow. Which I feel like is really reductive. Yeah. Because there are people who are shy. And then there are people who are like, you have something going on. And also, I don't think it's that close together. I think you can tell when there's something going also, on. Also, isn't it like, it's so interesting. Like, so everything about humans is just categorized by other humans. Like, we just made up all this shit. Yeah. We made up, like, you know, gender and like breakfast, lunch, dinner, mm -hmm, and, true. you know, and social anxiety disorder. So the idea that there are all these like really specific things like this social anxiety disorder, this is OCD, this is depression, this uh -huh. is, you know, manic depression. And then we're like, this drug can solve all of them or three of them. It's like, yeah. those are made up. Like, so it's like such it's a, it's such a like, <laughs> I, I don't want to say it's, it's not like, uh, what, what do you call something when it's pseudoscience? Um, placebo oh no um maybe but like there's no the idea that it's like well, this one works for that disorder but not for this disorder it's like all these disorders yeah. are, are blended They're related and they you get know? well because they get categorized right like ritalin yeah. was marketed for adhd but also for narcolepsy and so it's like yeah because it's just dopamine um yeah so it can be for both but the truth is it's just not really for either it's like not it doesn't Fix the whole thing. So. Yeah, it's just like there will be some positive, maybe side effect to yeah. doing this that could help with whatever you have. But honestly, probably everyone's things is a little bit different. I think so. No and one's just like we have the exactly we have the the depression A B depression. It's the same right. thing going on. Your in our life head. is different. Yeah. It's also um, in researching this, I, I realize a lot of these um, drugs that used to be used for like anxiety and depression and. Uh, where a lot of them very early on were basically just like kind of amphetamines yeah. and also marketed as weight loss drugs. Mm -hmm. And a lot of these ads about like, don't be depressed, um, are also just like, don't be fat. And uh, I'm like, I think that in hilarious. the 50s, they just thought fat and depressed was, was the same thing. It was thing. all it's like, crazy. it was like, well, if you're f fat, you definitely are depressed because yeah, no one wants to be fat. It's wild. Yeah. Um, I do. I'm more and more moving towards like holistic medicine. Like I still, obviously I'm, I go to, the Western, I prescribe to the Western philosophy cause it's just like the system and that's what my insurance covers. Uh -huh. But I like holistic medicine where 
they just look at everything together because mm-hmm. it's like your your whole body is connected. So mm-hmm. your mental health, your allergies, your phys- like a, a scar on your leg is going to be connected to how you feel today mm-hmm. and you know how you perform and, and how your tension. It's all connected. You know, there's this place that they opened up one in New York and then now there's one in LA. It's called Parsley Health. Okay. And it's all. I hate that name. No, I'm just it, kidding. That's, that's <laughs> it. Sounds like a salad. Okay. It's, it's all that. It's like okay. a you pay a membership per year and then you get so many doctor visits and there's a nutritionist and then there's like a, they, it's, it's really cool. Like you take this survey thing online where you put in whatever symptoms or things you feel and then you go in and they do uh, a blood test based on what your things were, like the things Uh you said were wrong with you. So they're just doing very specific blood tests. And then you come in and the doctor looks over all this stuff and they see like, what are you missing in your diet? What Mm. are you, and it's so much all that. That's great. Before, I don't even know if they prescribe like any sort of like, you know, mental health. Yeah, because before you uh, add chemicals to your body, you should try to figure out if you can balance. It's all about balance. If you can balance something out, you might not need it. Exactly. They, they, they attack the root cause. And if you use the last name Bazuna at checkout, (laughs) you can get, (laughs) I was going to say, this sounds like a cult. Um, (laughs) this sounds like a podcast ad. Do you have podcast ads? Um, not yet. No, we don't. Um, I only have ads for myself. So, well, yeah. Speaking of ads, where can people find you? Well, if you're looking for, you know, a place to get podcast ads, there's ZipRecruiter.com. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) I'm deleting Uh, this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Deleting completely. Um, You can find me at B-I-N-I-A-M-B-I-Z, Biniam Biz on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, you can also find me uh at stand-up shows around la yeah, probably yeah yeah oh you can find me on youtube if you search uh my name or if you search how to be broke the web series i did for comedy central's on there and nice. some stand-up too yeah you can find my, all my shit it's easy well thanks for coming on the show and thanks for sharing um you can follow this podcast at tell me anything pod on instagram and follow me at larissa t on twitter and instagram and join our paypal Confidant newsletter, um, paypal.me slash you can tell me anything.